Welcome to Seek the Globe podcast. This podcast is about three main things, travel, seeking discomfort, and mental health. Every week I'm joined by a new guest and we discuss a variety of topics, including travel tips, tricks, and advice, comfort zones and life lessons, as well as the importance of mental health. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. Today I'm very excited to be joined by Alice who is a language student from the UK who is currently living abroad in Spain as part of her placement year for university. Since moving abroad she started a travel and photography Instagram account to document her travels and hopefully inspire more people to travel too. Her biggest dream in life is to travel full-time whether that start her own business that so she can work uh, remotely or in the dream world create a career from traveling and documenting her travels. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about life as an Erasmus student in Spain, what inspired Alice to start a travel and photography account, as well as any advice she has for students going on a year abroad next year. So Alice, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Thank you for, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. This is super exciting. We were just talking before I started recording about, obviously, we're both on our year abroads at the moment, so it's going to be interesting to sort of like compare experiences so far and see how it's been for you. So I first wanted to ask, you know, can you tell us a bit about yourself? What do you study at university and where where are you on your year abroad? Yeah, so um, I'm from the UK. I imagine you have people from all over listening. Um, and I go to a university in Surrey um, and I study modern languages, um, French and Spanish. Um, yeah, so I've done that for two years at uni. And then this year is my placement year, as you mentioned. Um, so currently I'm in a town called Castellón de la Plana um, in Spain. And I am doing a semester abroad at the university here. Um, so yeah, and then in February, I'm going to be off to Paris because I've got my French side. So that'll be um, fun. Yeah, so that's kind of my education side of things. And then recently, I just thought I'd start the instagram page and kind of i don't know you just grow from there and have a bit of fun with it amazing (laughs) amazing and in terms of like deciding on where you wanted to go for your year abroad why did you decide where you are in in spain and why did you decide paris as well for your sort of term next year yeah so um it depends kind of what degree you do and because i'm doing a languages specific degree um, I had to do my placements in the countries that speak that, those languages. So obviously Spain for Spanish and France for French. Um, and it kind of uh, started off um, with this kind of uh, side of the placement, the Spanish one, thinking whether I would want to study or whether I want to work. Yeah. So I wanted to study because um, I'm what we call an ab initio student um, at my university. So basically I started... Spanish um, from scratch when I started the university and then I had French post A level. Um, So I just thought that uh, a study placement would be a bit more chilled. I wouldn't have as much pressure to work and kind of get a job done. I could just kind of chill out, enjoy learning the language. Um, So yeah, once I decided I was going to study, it was kind of what university and luckily my university at home had a few connections with... um, some unis across Spain so I just got to pick out of those it was kind of between Madrid and here yeah um, and obviously at the time I had to take into account Covid the dreaded <laughs> the dreaded Covid yeah um, and I thought maybe a capital city wouldn't be um, kind of as safe as a smaller town um, 
and also we've got the beach here so that's always a bonus (laughs) yeah yeah Um, so yeah and then obviously for my French side um I just had to go for internships and I didn't care where they were it just was hopefully I'll get one and the one that I got was in Paris which is very nice because here it's so hard to get home <laughs> but when I'm in Paris I can just hop on the Eurostar and I'm home in a few hours which is um, like it's a really good thought <laughs> yeah that's so, so good yeah. that you're it's so good you're, you've got a balance in your year abroad between a study abroad and a work abroad are doing both obviously with the fact yeah. you've got two languages you've got that flexibility where you can study abroad for one term and then do an internship for another so oh that's so amazing Paris is incredible I love Paris and I know so many people doing internships and study abroad in Paris next term so it seems to be a really popular place for students to go which is really exciting and let's talk about sort of like initial anxieties and doubts heading into the year abroad it's something I definitely experience you know anxieties and doubts very natural I think heading into a year abroad and going to live in a different country essentially by yourself you may know I guess a few people here and there but you are going by yourself so did you have any initial anxieties and doubts heading into your year abroad and if so, how do you try and overcome them? Yeah, so they are extremely natural. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know anyone that doesn't have any doubts when when you're moving to another country alone. You it's a scary thought. It really is a scary thought. Um and I I mean some of us have had that already with moving away from home to go to university. So you've had that first. Yeah. Uh, initial move from home mm-hmm. um and it's kind of the same the same worries that come with that just but you're moving to a different country so yeah um when I went to university I, I did have a bit of homesickness I mean it didn't it didn't stop me from enjoying my time and having fun at uni but I did just go home a little bit more often than other people did yeah um and here it hasn't been any different and I knew that it would be like that I did um worry about it before coming um and it was hard because the first kind of week or so I didn't know anyone here other Erasmus students weren't here yet because I came just a bit before the time started yeah um but you just you've got to put yourself out there I find it really hard to um kind of just meet new people just say yes to things and just do it and know that you'll meet someone and it will be fine um so when kind of people started coming and they were putting on the group chat, like, oh, does anyone want to go to the beach today? I just thought, Alice, just do it. Yeah. Just say yes. Just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I did, I did it. And then from there, you just meet more and more people because everyone's like, oh, Alice, I'm going to meet these people. They just arrived today. And then yeah. you kind of, along the chain of um, kind of meeting new people every single time the group meets up. And then from there, I've, I've met a, a few really lovely people and, and it helps with the homesickness because yeah then you feel like you at least have a bit of a family here as well (laughs) yeah no for Um, sure it it's so normal like you said to have the not only the initial anxieties and doubts before but also when you get there as well it's it can be quite a the first couple of weeks can be quite unsettling and sort of finding your feet and getting to know a new town or a new city and you know yeah. a different obviously we've we've studied Spanish so we know about the culture and the language but naturally still it's going to have that slight sort of culture shock element to moving abroad moving to a different country so there's all these things to tackle and overcome but I think like you said if you sort of just put yourself out there and say yes and just 
meet up with as many people as possible and get to know as many people as possible naturally you'll find your your groups your friends that you can then enjoy the rest of your time there and it sounds like that's what you've done so that's fantastic you know fantastic to hear and in terms of like a particular highlight then of your year abroad so far is there anything that stands out oh there's so many things because when you're here you can kind of settle into your life here and it just starts to feel like you're living a normal life but then you think back and you're like wow that happened yeah (laughs) it's things like um it's just kind of little things like uh the first time that I went to kind of the beach club um and the sun was just setting and we were all having fun and then um I don't know what you call like a flop Mm-hmm. of flamingos flew over oh my us. goodness <laughs> it was amazing and it was just one of those things I, I looked at and I was like oh my gosh that's wild flamingos in the air yeah I've never seen that and they look so crazy like flying I just yeah and it's like those types of situations where I'm like oh my gosh like I'm living in Spain this is crazy this is so cool <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah I think just the aspect of being able to travel, like just jumping on a train to go to Barcelona or, you know, Alicante or Madrid or anywhere. And you just, you don't have to get on a plane. It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing about, I think, being, you know, where you are, you're, you're like you said, you're a train away from Barcelona, a train away from Madrid. Mm-hmm. I loved being in Barcelona because I was a train away to Valencia, a train away to Madrid. And that's what I did when I was in Barcelona. Um, I was only there for three months, but I tried to utilise my weekends as much as possible and try and travel whilst I was you know in Barcelona and yeah I had a a weekend in Madrid because one of my friends from from uni was there doing her internship so I went to see her and I went to Valencia with my mum because my mum came out to see me during the summer whilst I was there so you know taking advantage of being in such a beautiful country that Spain is and having all these amazing cities that are relatively close by you know the trains are cheaper in Spain as compared to here in the UK so it wasn't too bad in terms of like budgeting a trip like a weekend trip and um yeah I, I'm just trying to think in terms of like my highlight of like my year abroad I think for me I mean you said you've been to Barcelona so um you might have gone to the bunkers like the best yes. the best sunrise oh, and sunset viewpoint yeah. in the whole of Barcelona oh. and I'd go I probably went like three times with like various sort of groups of friends I had um and wow like I just honestly insane like it you yeah. sort of you don't really have words when you get up there and you can sort of see Barcelona because you can see the whole city you see like the grid like structure that Barcelona is and you can see La Sagrada mm-hmm. Familia and you just think oh my goodness I'm actually yeah it was like a pinch myself moment of like I'm actually living in Barcelona like this is my life yeah. like how is this actually you, <laughs> you know yeah you don't realize how big the Sagrada Familia is yeah. until <laughs> yeah. you're up there and you're like yeah. oh my gosh it's giant <laughs> yeah it's so big but I mean it's crazy and I mean there are almost too many highlights to name I'm sure you've got so many different highlights mm-hmm. and I look back on my time in Barcelona just the most incredible experiences that I had meeting amazing people and, and doing incredible you know things and challenging myself and taking myself outside of my comfort zone and like you said saying yes to uh, meeting different people and sort of like that initial overcoming the, those initial anxieties and doubts that you might have and sort of knowing that you'll get benefits from saying yes and going to the beach and meeting those particular people or you know going for dinner or whatever with with a another like an Erasmus group or whoever it may be you know it will benefit you in the end so it's sort of like just pushing yourself to just go and do it even though you might not be feeling completely up to it you know that it will be a really good thing to do in terms of like challenge challenges then like challenging aspects of your year abroad naturally there are highs and lows of a year abroad um, no one has a completely perfect time whilst they're away 
Um, has there been any challenges, any challenging aspects that you kind of had to overcome? Yeah, so I think that kind of goes with a bit about like fears and because I, I have found not seeing my family a really big struggle. Um, and like, it, it's fine because you get to FaceTime now and, and yeah. talk to them all the time. But it's, it's it's things like they'll come over for the weekend like they did a few weeks ago and then three days just doesn't feel long enough and yeah. then they're gone and you're like, oh my God, okay, another nine weeks. That's kind of my biggest kind of struggle. But also the culture is so different yeah. to um, the UK. Like it's like so different. <laughs> um, it's things like um, everyone just goes out and kind of, like drinks like every single night down in the squares and like the kids playing until 11 o'clock and I don't know like it's so different like yeah. everyone's very social whereas we're kind of I don't know we're all a bit reserved and, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. by like nine o'clock yeah. ten o'clock at push like yeah, yeah it's all it's all very very different yeah <laughs> I think it's adapting to like a Spanish way of, way of life like you said they do things a lot mm. later so um, for me doing my internship they'd have the lunch would be like two till three whereas I'd be getting yeah. starving at like 1 p.m so I'd, be, I'd often take my lunch break like from one till two whereas then the rest would take it like two till three just really small things like that and even like you said people go out for dinner at like 10 p.m right but in the yeah. UK you go to yeah. dinner at like I don't know seven half seven eight like I don't know it depends on who you yeah. are obviously but um, yeah it's just a different way of life and I think what I really enjoyed about Barcelona and I'm sure it's the same in many other cities in Spain is just how relaxed it was People were very relaxed. They just go with the flow. Um, and yeah, I just felt like it was... So, I mean, obviously, like you said, you've been to Barcelona. It's such a cool city. It had everything. Mm-hmm. It had, like, you know, it was it had charm. It had character, it, culture, history. You know, it was just had everything. Um, perfect for tourists, you know, to go and visit for, yeah. you know, three to four days or whatever. But then also to stay there longer term as well. You know, I like I said, I tried to utilize, utilize my weekends and I could fill my weekends every time because there was just so much to do. So um, much so, to do, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it was just like the perfect city to, to be in. So I'm so I'm so grateful for the experience. And in terms of like then your day-to-day life as an Erasmus student abroad, for anyone listening who's really interested and curious about what it's like, what it's like you know, being an Erasmus student on their year abroad, what's it like? What's your day-to-day life like? Studying, socialising, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm not sure what I expected when I um, was organising my year abroad. Um, but it's kind of just like, because I'm doing a semester at the uni, it's basically exactly like going to uni at home. Like, you yeah. get up for your classes, you <laughs> you know, you go to class, you sit there kind of like, oh, when's it going to be done? <laughs> yeah. um, and then, I don't know, yeah, usually my classes are, I'm quite lucky, like three days a week I have the whole afternoon off. So realistically, I only go in for like two whole days and then three or other mornings. And it's just so chilled. Yeah. Um, and then kind of have a walk back to my flat, hang out with my friends. I don't know, like, yeah, just stuff like that. Like when it was warm, we'd go to the beach in the afternoon. Um and then at the weekends, we'd go to Valencia, go, you know, go on little trips. Yeah. I don't know. It's not that much different apart from instead of uh, weather spoons, you're going to 101 to be <laughs> yeah. and, You know, like, yeah. it's literally yeah. the exact same. But yeah. 
yeah you're just kind of doing the spanish version <laughs> is it like adapting to the spanish like equivalents that we have here like you said you know yeah it's not a spoons it's a, a traditional like tapas bar or something you know that's yeah, where you might yeah. go and socialize um what i also want to make sure we, we we talk about is your travel and photography account which is super cool and i want to know what inspired you to start your account I think, um, well, I've got two younger sisters and they are just obsessed with people going viral. And they thought, <laughs> yeah. Alice, this is your chance. You're moving abroad. You can do this. You could go viral doing this. And I was like, right, okay. So I was there in the airport sobbing, crying my eyes out. And I was like, I've got to film it because the girls want me to film it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like filming the airport and I started off making a TikTok about it. And TikTok didn't go too well. It really did not go too well. <laughs> um, but I've seen a few people who had done it, like made their travel accounts out of, out of, you know, they decided one day they were going to go traveling and their first one was moving abroad. And I thought, yeah, I can do it. So it kind of just went from there. I bought a few accounts that I followed that I absolutely love. And they were basically my inspiration. Um, Flossie's Wonderland is one. I really, yeah. really love her stuff. Um, and Flying the Nest, and It's Drew and Alex, like, all of these guys, like, the, like, people, everyone knows them, like, I swear, in, in our little community, like, everyone knows them, but, um, yeah, I just, I just loved their lifestyle, I loved how cool they were, like, doing all this, and I thought, yeah, I could do it, but, I mean, I've always liked taking pictures, and I'm a bit obsessed with, like, having my memory's there, so I can always look back. Yeah, I just really, really like to look back on things. So I don't know. I just wanted to take all the photos, and I thought, well, I might as well just post them. Yeah, <laughs> and see what happens. And I mean, I'm only small. I'm just a small account. I am by far not it's Drew and Alex or Fine the Nest or Flossie's Wonderland. But hopefully, one day I I might get there. I've I've got hope for Paris. I feel like Paris content could win people over. So. That could be it but yeah it's just just for me really I just like looking back but yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's awesome I feel I'm, I'm very similar I take pictures and photos of literally everything especially when I'm traveling I I try and capture the memories as much as possible because I know once you've you know once you've finished that particular day or experience it's gone apart from the photos you might have and you know the memories that the photos bring back so I'm someone that takes photos of yeah like I said literally everything um so that's you know a big thing of why I do the YouTube and why I do so the social media is to document my experiences and also to share them with people. I love sharing experiences with first, firstly, it was just friends and family. And now it's kind of grown a bit bigger than that, which is so cool. But I just love documenting my experiences and especially my YouTube. You know, I documented my whole time in Barcelona on my YouTube. So I can always look back to that and be like, oh, you know, kind of reminding myself of how cool it was and what, what an incredible experience it was. So um you know, it's cool to know you have people that inspire you as well. Um, I love those accounts as well that you mentioned. Um, I've had Drew and Alex on the podcast, which is super cool. And um, I've spoken to them quite a lot and they're amazing. Their content is, their Instagram reels are insane. Their TikToks, yeah. like everything, <laughs> like their drone footage, it's just incredible. Um, but it's so They're content, so you know. friendly. Yeah. yeah, they're so friendly as well. If you send them a message, they'll reply. Yeah. They will. Like, yeah. Most accounts, like when they've got followers, they'll just ignore people. But mm -hmm. they they really care about like their community and they'll help you out. And like, there's a few times when I've been like, oh, like, like what? how did you do this? And they were like, oh, you just do this. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like straight away, they're on it. Like, yeah. I yeah. really love accounts like that when they don't get 
carried away with, with having the followers and you know and it's the same with um lizzie as well flossie's woman like she's she literally follows me like how cool is that yeah <laughs> um yeah like she's just really lovely and they're the people i want to follow like they inspire me to stay grounded at the same time like yeah yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be an influencer who doesn't message people back who takes their fame for obviously i'm not famous yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like, I know what you mean yeah I, I don't want to grow like that I want to grow in an authentic way yeah authentic, you want to be authentic you want to be relatable you want to still yeah that, there's that community side that I love with what I do the community side that you have within your little mm-hmm. network people that follow you and engage with your content and uh, it's so important to keep giving back to them obviously they're they're taking their time out of their day to follow you like your photos comment etc whatever it may be listen to a podcast watch a youtube video it's so important that you show appreciation for that because um it's a big thing i think people taking their time to follow you you know there are millions of instagram Mm -hmm. accounts people could follow but they're purposely following you know yourself myself so um yeah that's a big thing isn't it like making sure you yeah stay authentic stay relatable and um yeah like you said the the accounts you've mentioned do that perfectly um they're so so awesome um and just i wanted to go back a little bit to sort of being in Spain and obviously, you know, you study Spanish. How has your language ability been as a result of being in Spain? Like, do you think you've gained more confidence? Do you think you've improved your Spanish? Obviously, for anyone listening who's looking to improve their language ability and skills, who are looking mm-hmm. at maybe going abroad to be able to do that, how's that been for you? I think it's the best way to learn a language, actually immersing yourself in it. Because unless you use the words you're learning, it's, it's all fun and games being sat in class, being like, oh, I've learned all these verbs, I've learned all these nouns. Yeah. But unless you actually physically speak them out of your mouth, you're not. it's not going to stick in your head and you're not going to learn it. It's. It was crazy the first week how much I learned, just general vocab that I never like thought of really. Or it never stuck in my head until... You know, I went to the supermarket and, you know, I asked where the cheese was or they asked me if I um, needed a bag. And, and now all these little words, I'm like, oh, like that's stuck in my head now because I actually heard it and took it in and listened and used it myself. And it's, yeah, it's incredible actually being here and and learning that. And also it's all those little interactions that give you the confidence as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just being, just knowing that you've understood understood that question and been a, even if it's just a yes or a no answer the, the feeling you get if you've understood the question is just <laughs> it sounds silly but when when your whole degree is based on learning a language and you have this pressure to be fluent by the end yeah of your placement just that little feeling of confidence and happiness when you've understood that little phrase that word or you know, worked out a word that you didn't know before. I don't know. It's all these little things that give you the confidence. And being in the country, it really does help hugely. <laughs> yeah, because you're in that environment, aren't you? You're there in, in that environment to to be able to have those small interactions, like you said, with people, you know, whether it be in the supermarket or whether it be in a cafe or a restaurant or on the bus, yeah. wherever it may be, you're having those opportunities to, yeah, like you said, learn those little words, phrases that all add up eventually, don't they? Sort of build to sort of build your vocabulary and like increase your confidence as well. I think for me, a big thing about being in Barcelona was giving myself the confidence to actually try, try and speak it. If I don't quite understand or if I say something's wrong, it's not the end of the world because try. Yeah. If you don't try, you're never going to improve. So 
I think yeah. being in that environment just helps helps so much and mm-hmm. um I guess finally you know do you have any advice for students going on their year abroad next year obviously students who are in the year below us at uni will be think starting to think potentially about where they want to go what they want to do on their year abroad have you got any advice given you've been through the process of deciding that already and you've you've, you've gone to to Spain and you're preparing for France any tips and advice that you'd give to students who are going next year Okay, so when you originally comes to the process where you've got to think about what you're going to do, you've got to get that internship, you've got to get that place at the university and think about visas, it seems like a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it seems like a lot. But you just have to write down that list of, I don't know, you know, get the place, sort the visa, sort your accommodation, flights, literally it's four things that you have to do for your placement just put it down to that and then it doesn't seem so hard it's like okay this is doable and then you just got to go with your gut feeling like where do you want to go like where do you want to spend six months to a year of your life and just go with your gut like if you want to be by the beach go by the beach like if you're yeah. in a big city go in the big city it really it's not that deep yeah. <laughs> you know yeah like just go with your gut just do what you want to do yeah just go for it and in terms of learning the language and being worried about that and you know if if you want to learn the language that is I know a lot of people do Erasmus and they they, they're not actually learning the language it's just for the experience but if you are trying to learn the language just remember that you don't have to be this is where I struggle I'm a perfectionist don't think like that because it will stress you out. <laughs> Just think the main purpose of a language is to communicate your idea. If you just say one word and it communicates the idea, that's fine. Like that's yeah. perfect. You have spoken the language well because you've got your point across and you've done it. You just want to think about it like that. Don't, yeah, don't sit there for an hour think, planning out exactly what you're going to say so that it's word for word perfect because you're not going to learn the language that way. Yeah. You've just got to go for it. Just speak the words and it doesn't matter if you didn't conjugate the verb properly or <laughs> yeah. got the pronoun in the wrong place. Like, it doesn't matter. As long as they understand you, you've done it. Yeah. You've communicated. Like, it's it's really all it comes down to. So, yeah, that's really the tip. Don't think, don't think too deeply about it. Just do it. And yeah. when it comes to visas, do it early. <laughs> yes, that is the one thing I would say, do them early. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so, I, I completely understand and, and agree with what you've said. And it's kind of just sim- breaking everything down, just simplifying it a little bit. Sometimes if you're year abroad, you can overcomplicate and overthink the entire process, whether it be the visas, where you're going, what you're going to do, you know, where you're going to live, who you're going to live with. You can kind of, I definitely got caught up in that at times, overthinking and um, you kind of just got to break it down, break it down step by step, simplify it. Like you said, not don't stress too much about it because things will figure it themselves figure themselves out along the way. You'll get there, you'll have a great time, you'll meet really cool people. So that will happen even if things don't quite go smoothly along the process. Like you'll get there and um especially obviously with Brexit and the visas, it's th- it's thrown a little bit of a curveball in terms of like getting out there and being able to be out there for as long as people wanted. But I think that process is getting easier and I think um over the next couple of years that process will become so much more known your people will know how to get the visas and it'll become quicker and will become as big an issue as it has been potentially this year for students so um yeah it's all just about breaking it down and also just enjoying it enjoying every moment because a year abroad is such an amazing opportunity for students um to you know to have and um yeah I personally had an amazing time it sounds like you're having an amazing time so 
that's so yeah. great to hear yeah. so just mm-hmm. a massive thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it um, I hope you have an amazing rest of your time in Spain and of course in Paris um, but yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for having me I really enjoyed it <laughs> recording stuff welcome to seek the globe podcast this podcast is about three main things travel seeking discomfort and mental health Every week I'm joined by a new guest and we discuss a variety of topics including travel, tips, tricks and advice, comfort zones and life lessons as well as the importance of mental health. I hope you enjoy today's episode.